The Lux Ops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's right. They have the largest online casino. NBA playoffs are starting. Sports and horses. Get in on the action at MyBookie.ag. This week's show is a lot of fun. Or actually, I do two a week. So this show is a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Old friend of mine, host of the Lady to Lady, one of the co-hosts of the Lady to Lady podcast, and the third to complete the trifecta on this show, Barbara Gray. Barbara, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? It's good to see you. I'm doing great. Okay, so I've been doing a little. I've been having some medical issues lately, kind of where I had some chest pains and stuff, and right. because my dad. Basically died at the same about the same age of similar type stuff. I'm taking it way more serious than I think most people would. So I've been getting all these tests done. And today was the fun test where I, I went in for my stress test. Oh, and, nice. And uh, do you know what a stress test is? No. I Yeah, I guess I've heard the term, but I don't know what it actually is. Okay, so I go in and they take me into this little room. And the room says, caution, radioactive materials. And it's a special room where they shoot me up with like, it's like a... Like they put the IV thing in my arm, the little like IV jack or whatever, and then they come and bring the stuff in, and it was like a, like a crazy like frozen like metal like cylinder thing, like it's straight out of the Running Man or like you know what like like a sci-fi movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like they put that like they inject me, and it's ra- literally radioactive like gamma plasma, like incredible Hulk shit. Not even joking. And so basically that pumps through my veins and they're able to take better pictures of all how the blood's throwing through my heart and everything. Oh, interesting. So they're just like making your body go full on. So it yeah. has to like work over time and they can test it all. You, you know, the Simpsons, the X-Files one where Mr. Burns, it's like, it's almost, I think it's like almost like that kind of stuff, I guess. Damn. And, and I had a coworker tell me, I guess I won't be able to go international. I mean, I'm not that I was planning on doing an international flight anytime soon. But they won't let me. Oh, you weren't you weren't gonna go to you weren't gonna summer in Spain. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I wasn't gonna go to uh, Ibiza this summer. That was, <laughs> it's gonna be off the tail. I should say it all annoying like Ibiza, like the Ibiza. Um, yeah, no. So, like, I guess if you fly, like, they won't like. I have a, a certain amount of radioactivity in me now that I'm. I can't do international travel for a little while until it cools down. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all been waiting for you to get radioactive. So I think this is great. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting development to say the least. <laughs> That's crazy. So what else happened? Like, can, so, can they give you results yet, or do you know? No, no. I go in next month for the because I had an ultrasound already, and I'm wearing a heart monitor right now. If you want to see that, it's in a little <laughs> lanyard. And it I just got... looks like you're flashing me. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. So this so this just like sends a report to your doctor? You, yeah, like you... when I send this in, like they'll take the data off this combined with what they got from the ultrasound what the, from the stress test. And then I go in for a sleep because like they're thinking this, this stuff is sleep apnea related. Mm. So I go in for a sleep test next month where, or July 2nd. And then I have a sleep test, like, follow-up July 14th. So then I have three more appointments, basically. Two are follow-ups. One's the sleep test. But the sleep test is I got to go. I gotta so go. You're a busy guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm chucking and jiving <laughs> over here. <laughs> but I got to go sleep in an office. And, like, we'll get to that. Okay, so, like, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, so, no, so I do that. They, they, then I go lay down. And I got to lay down with my hands over my head like I'm being robbed, but laying on my back. And this thing's built for, like, Joe Rogan, like, mini joe rogan's it's like a tiny 
little bed thing right. I got to lay on. And what like sauna like and he has or whatever. I'm a pretty large man here. I I put on some teen pounds if you know what I mean during the uh, <laughs> old quarantine. All got the teen pounds. You know the teen weight is a real thing. Um, oh yeah. So I, I got up to like almost like 275. I've, I've knocked down like 10 so far, but I need to get back to like. It's hot. It's yeah. so hard. Oh, I my mean, God. Whatever. We're all in the middle of that bullshit. Yeah. It sucks. Who cares? Uh, yeah. It's not like I'm the only one that did it. So. Yeah. But I mean, I see what you're saying. It's not a Bowser sized. Yeah. It's it's a small thing. And it's this weird contraption. It's like almost like a V shape that kind of goes over and it shifts and it's like, it takes like 10 minutes or so. And it takes like it just kind of slowly shifts every couple seconds and takes all these photos of me. Oh, I see. Okay. And like that photo is basically it's it's able to like even I didn't have to take my shirt off or anything. It's just like I laid on the thing and I got enough radioactive junk flowing through my veins that it catches it all. <laughs> what the fuck? It sounds like you have good insurance. I'm glad you're to be able to do all of this. Yeah. Least. No. Well, we'll see because like my copay alone for this one was like 165. So we'll see what my actual bill is on the 80-20 split that I have. Jesus. But that's a whole other. That's a. But it's good. I mean, I'm glad you're yeah. doing. You know, I think the common thing is to just like no one wants to go in. So I'm glad that you're doing all this stuff. Yeah. No. I mean, and it the pain the the money is kind of. I, my HR is really helping me out uh, apply for all the kind of financial assistance, financial aid to get as much of this knocked down to nothing as possible. That's good. So like, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm fortunate. I do have very good insurance. So like, it is kind of wild that like a lot of people, I don't know if people know this, but if you just like call a hospital and you're like, I don't have it. A lot of times they'll be like, all right, we'll give you a discount. It's yeah. Really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they, they all, most of them, and especially like the emergency room I went to was like a university hospital. So it already should be discounted off the top. And then right. on top of that, like it should be, I don't know, like, uh, like I should be able to get some public assistance through that. Like there no, should be something good. there. That's good. I mean, I guess I could finance it all at the end of the day, but it's like, I'd rather see what I can, cause like just the costs alone are ridiculous. And if my, like on my ultrasound alone, my, the, it was like a thirteen hundred dollar thing, but like my insurance picked up like nine fifty of it. So I mean, but Jesus. it's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> that's a lot. So yeah, wait, what's the? So tell me about the sleep one or what's going. Well, no, no. Here? So no, we haven't got to the good part of this. Oh, one. okay. So, and here's the funniest part of this whole thing. So they're like, "Hey, go sit in this waiting room. We'll get you ready because I got to go on a treadmill now." So I'm waiting okay. in the waiting room with like Christopher Robin, and there's this old ass man that's in there, and his name was Christopher Robin. <laughs> Was it the real guy? Was th- it actually him? I think so. He was old <laughs> enough. That's for damn sure. That's guy, that guy's been around as long as that story has. So I was looking at the timeline of it. And I'm like, this adds up. And like he was looking at me like, what the fuck? This guy's like, you know, like half like half my age or whatever. Like, fuck, what's he doing here? So like, yeah, I was this old ass man named Christopher Robin. And I started laughing so hard. <laughs> so then I go in for the treadmill part. And on the treadmill part, they... They wire me up with a bunch of different like wires, like a ton of them. And I have this like belt pack thing that like goes on my stomach, like a big battery powered kind of thing. And then I have a, they put like a blood pressure sleeve on me, like all like, and it's like, it's all like right. And I was like, Hey man, I've been kind of like looking forward to this. I kind of want to, you know, like play some Rocky soundtrack while I'm on this treadmill or whatever. <laughs> and the guy was like, all right. He's all, he like kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then he pulls up. He's all, "Here's my favorite." Like as I get on, I get on the treadmill, start going. He's all, "Here's my favorite scene from Rocky." And he fully pulls up the scene where Rocky from Rocky Three, where Rocky and Apollo are training, and he's teaching him like, "This is how you're going to be Clubber Lane. This is how you're going to be Clubber Lane." <laughs> oh, he like was ready for you. Yeah, and like he pulled it up on his phone, so I got to watch Rocky. It's only like five minutes on the the treadmill, but so the treadmill, like you go on it, and then three minutes in, it speeds up. And then towards the end of the speed up, they come back with another shot of the radioactive stuff while I'm on the treadmill. Okay. And then I go in and lay down again. And that's when, like, they take other shots. So it's like they basically get me coming in just calm. I see. And then right. they get me worked up. And then they see how that comes. They're works. running through the stress test. They make you do your taxes and, like, make small talk <laughs> yeah. with people you haven't seen in a long time. They make me go to an open mic where I don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. All this, all this stressful. You go to a restaurant and, you know, your favorite, like, dessert isn't there. I get it. Okay, so they put you through the runner. Yeah, so that's that. And, yeah, so the sleep test is coming. Like, well, I got the follow-up for all this stuff. And then I got the sleep test. So I go sit... I guess it's like half lab, half hotel room is what it's been described. Yeah, to me I, I mean, I've seen like videos of that before. Yeah, it's like there's a bed. Yeah, there's just kind of a room. with. A I bed hope there's it. a TV. Do you have to sleep? Do you sleep with the TV on? I usually fall asleep with the TV on and then I get up. I, I'll wake up and turn it off real quick. Turn and it off. Pass out. That's what I got. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll have because like I yeah, we use like a white noise machine and, you know, everyone has their thing that they need to sleep. So. I hope that they, yeah, it's like a jerk off. Like, you know, if you're going to jerk off, you need magazines. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have a sleep room. You need, like, the TV, the white noise yeah, I need machine. A, I, need, I need a nightstand where I can put my phone on the charger. It's like, stuff like that. Right. Like Yeah, those comforts of home. Yeah, like, also, I, I would like my bong. I don't know if they'll be cool with that. But <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Just a comfort bong. Maybe with, you don't even no, need to Here's use my it, thing. Because, like, but... here's the funniest thing about that is they're like, because I set it up, they're like, we do it like Monday through Saturday, Friday or whatever, through like Saturday. And I was like, well, I don't want to do it on a work night, so I'll do it on a Friday night. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Do you want it to come in at 8 or 9 p.m.? I'm like, what, do I look like I'm 75? I want the early bird special, you dick sucker. <laughs> yeah, like when do you usually go to sleep? That's so early. I usually go to bed, honestly. I usually like start like tuning out like like going lights out around nine thirty, ten. Yeah. Like I'm kind of okay. like, and then because I, I, I'm usually up though, like five thirty six. Right. Right. Oh damn, that's early. I mean, yeah. So that's so it's only one night you have to stay there. Yeah. Like even wow. on weekends, like unless I go on a fucking bender the night before, even on yeah. weekends, I'm. It's hard for me to sleep past like six thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's gonna be interesting. I I can't wait to hear about. Like, I mean, I'm definitely gonna wake up at five thirty like... and bail out of there. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> Does it freak you out? Is it like weird to think people no, are watching you? I, I mean, Eli Braden was telling me I need to beat off in there. Be like, hey, this is what I do to go. You want me to go to bed like I normally do? I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure you wouldn't be the first. It has to have happened. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm, I'm like, how often are they replacing these, you know, sheets? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, is there bed bugs bedding? or something? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to come get bed bugs from this shit. Um, I also, I, I think I'm going to take like a couple like fucking big, ed- like take a couple edibles. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best idea. And then you can just like zone out. And the good play- thing is the office is only like two blocks from my pad. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I mean, I couldn't take edible. I can't. I can't really do weed anymore. And like, 
I'm imagining if I took edibles, I would have a full on like bad trip hooked <laughs> up to all this shit. It, it would be a nightmare if I did that. So I, I work for a weed company now, so I get discount edibles. There. <laughs> oh damn! Night. Oh fuck! I can't. I've had some bad. So, bad. I mean, I could easily <laughs> just mash a couple bars of chocolate and then drive from my pad there. And just, all right, go to bed later, guys. Yeah. I think I'll probably oh bring. A, I think I'm going to bring a book though. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's always that trying to learn always makes me sleepy. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been reading the Game of Thrones books. They're all like 1,500 pages. Yeah. And so I feel like each, after I finish each one, I feel like I, I should deserve some sort of like ceremony and get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea to bring that. I feel it, like. If, once I start reading Targaryen family history, it knocks me the fuck out. Or... <laughs> I think like I don't if, I mean if it is sleep apnea I I used to date a guy who had one of those CPAP machines and it's co- somewhat sm- soothing to sleep next to so. really well that's good yeah because since I like white no I like a weird machine noise so it really wasn't a big deal <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, like, it's no, a little Darth Darth Vader role play you know oh yeah see I mean that's pretty cool my brother had one like he had one for a little while last year but then I guess he didn't need it anymore so but yeah i think like i mean hopefully if that is the issue i feel like it does help and then you can at well, least like work on it from there. and i'm wondering too now i'm starting to, I, it's just dawned on me right this second but when i was in high school i played water polo and i took not even during games but during practice i took a couple because i was our team's two meter guard if anybody's familiar with water polo i'm the defender that plays in front of the goalie so gonna, I'm like, yeah, you're like right up there. I'm like the last line of defense. And so people take sh- backhand, like people like backhand and take shots, like mm-hmm. try and, and I took a couple of elbows in the nose. One knocked my nose one way and one kind of knocked it the other way. And if you really look, it's kind of crooked up towards the top still. And I've always had a problem with the, my right side of the nostril. Oh, like, interesting. Like I can't snort Coke up that side of my nose. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's a problem. And so like, who knows? I, maybe I just need like some basic, like plastic surgery like i just need a nose job maybe you just need a new nose man <laughs> yeah. that'd be really funny if they come you come out of this and they're like we're just gonna like we just need to redo everything i mean and- hey if i have to get the no- <laughs> if i have to get a nose job you better believe i'm gonna get a really handsome one like, i'm gonna get- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go full michael jackson just get, just the, get tiny, the little slits <laughs> the slits yeah you gotta go fucking voldemort can just- you imagine if i just came back with a, like an arty lane give me the arty lane <laughs> Did he get like a? Because I only see his nose all like it's all like, up and like. Okay, I've like, heard multiple stories of this because Ali Breen tore opens for him on the road. Or I mean, used to. So. Oh, I didn't know that. But I, I've heard multiple stories, and it's not none of this is from her. I just know that she knows him, so I, I'm gonna ask. Maybe next time I see her, I'll see if she'll confirm any what's of this. The, what's, what's the What's the Because I've heard a couple different things. I've heard that it was like some loan shark beat the shit out of him. Oh shit! Okay. Okay. And I've also heard he was snorting pills off a broken mirror and snorted some glass. Oh, my God. Jesus. I mean, when I saw it, I assumed it was some kind of Coke, you know. Yeah, like yeah. No, it looks. Explosion. But, yeah. I, I think it could Damn. be a combination of both. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> like, that just, like, hurts to think about. He got, like, he got the infection and then, like, and then the loan shark was like got mad and was like oh your nose looks a little fucked up so i'm gonna you owe me you there. the money yeah you owe me the money for all that glass slash pills you snorted yeah so i'm gonna beat that fucking stupid blimp nose you got going. Like, i don't know Ooh. yeah 
Damn. That'd be yeah, f- that would be a different direction to go. That, that's an interesting look to go for. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, no, I I, I want the Clooney. He's got a good nose, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I trying think, to think he's got I a good I, nose. I guess I've never thought of his nose. I mean, I like big noses, so I don't know, like. I've always liked my nose. I've never had a problem with my nose. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But I honestly, I kind of would like to take a little bit off here. I don't know. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) am looking at plastic surgery now and being like, what would I do? Because I I don't know. It'd be like fun to do something. Because I'm thinking if I got to get the nose job, I'm going to get a little Botox to go with it. I mean, I yeah, mean, right? Package. What yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> what am I, some kind of asshole? <laughs> <laughs> if you're, I mean, you have to get Botox these days. If you can do two in one, I mean, I might as well know? just get Botox to get start, get my Botox starter kit, just start doing it at home. I, well, that's what they say. We have to start doing it younger or else, like, you're not going to, you know, it's not it's gonna gonna look too, right? too long. Oh, yeah. I really want to, you know, like, I'm 42 now and, like, when I'm 47, I want to. I think Brando was 47 when he did Godfather, and if you yeah. and if you look at him like like during that time, like Last Tango in Paris, he was really like they put a lot of makeup on him to make him look old in Godfather. Like he right, was right. like a really handsome looking dude. So it's like if I can pull off my late 40s looking like Brando, I'm I'm feeling very confident. Like that's like the years he banged Richard Pryor. I. Uh, <laughs> That's a perfect goal, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you can pull that off for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, and maybe a little surgery is a thing there. You know, maybe some hair plugs. I'm not going to lie. I could probably use some of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to have to do the slick back thing. Yeah. I got to yeah. get some for that. I mean, I, I do have the pomade that, like, kind of, like, slicks it over. And I did get, uh, before Tess and Sean's wedding, like, I went and got a haircut, like, the day before or whatever. And the guy was like, Oh, check this out. And he did like he had like the spray hair and did it over my bald How did spot. It, look? it looked amazing. It looked so good. I was like, fuck yeah. And then like I lived that was when I lived like at Western in Santa Monica. And this barber shop was like Western, just just north of Sunset, like like Western yeah. Selma or whatever. And by the time I walked home from this barber shop, this shit was already like fucking melting off my head, like dripping, like just looking awful, like just this disgusting mouth. Like I'm like, and I, cause I almost bought a can of it. I was like, this might just be my personality now. This is the spray. I was going to say, cause yeah, it's like you just spray once in a while and slick it. That seems like a good in between solution. Yeah. No, I mean, but I don't care about my bald spot and my thinning. Cause it's starting to thin now up here and go into the ball. Like, this, yeah, is, but it this is a it decaying civilization, just like the, Uni- <laughs> the imperialist United States. Like... <laughs> no, I think you got Brando. I think you're going to be. Yeah, I think you're good. I mean, maybe a nose thing. I don't know what else. He because you might need to get some gel. He, I mean, I guess I'm thinking the, the Godfather gels, but those are. Yeah, that's know, that's a prosthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I what I really want to get. I mean, because here's the thing is, yes, I want to do my late 40s, early 50s, like a handsome Brando. But then I want to become 300 pound Moo Moo Brando in my 60s and 70s. Great idea. And I think we should all aim for the Moo Moo in that stage. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be the guy living in the gated community asking the delivery guy to throw cheeseburgers over the fence to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm shocked you're not already there. So I'm um, proud of you. for. Well, waiting, I would waiting. be if my condo community had a gate on it. It's just uh, you could drive <laughs> right in. Anybody can come. It's a, it's an open, open, open season. Oh, I here. see. So 
so him at that age he had like a little mustache so <laughs> yeah i mean I can... he's okay yeah you got that down yeah. oh yeah i think you're gonna be in good shape and his nose is pretty his nose is not very small so i don't think you, you don't have to do anything there say i got a big nose no, but you're, <laughs> if you got surgery, you'd, yeah, that's I would, the thing is you don't have a big nose. So if you got surgery, it would have to be like pretty small. Give me a real schnaw. Give me the gonzo. Yeah. I remember like I had to get a quote unquote plastic surgery on my wrist where I severed some tendons when I was a, a teenager. And uh, the guy also did like boob jobs. And my mom was joking with me before. And she was like, your wrist is going to get a nipple on it after the surgery. <laughs> Yeah, you should do that. Just get a big nipple right in the middle of your nose. Yeah, or what if I got a pee hole? <laughs> <laughs> like just, just like we're just, just the tip of my nose looks just like the looks, tip, the tip a of little. a small penis. <laughs> I think you could get some really interesting gigs like with that. Yeah, my commercial work would definitely open wide, wide open. Like, yeah, it'd be very disturbing, but specific. It would be like work. one of those. Do you want this guy coming home with your girl, your daughter? Like, or... I feel like it would be a Geico commercial where they're like, yes. "Hey, you didn't expect like pee hole guy face to be here today, <laughs> but you also didn't expect to get fifteen percent off cards." <laughs> <laughs> That's some good copy right there. Thank you. Yeah, great catch. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Olson, you done it again. <laughs> I've been I was actually that's one of the things I tried to work on during uh um pandemic was uh John Hamm impression. Oh yeah, do you give it I like, do it. I haven't I don't even like know if I can think of what he sounds like. What do you think women want? <laughs> that was great. Very good. <laughs> I remember he was at a bar once and we were all, he was at a bar the same time a Backstreet Boy was at a bar. Oh, wow. And me and my friend really freaked out over the Backstreet Boy and talked to him and it was a really, real dorky <laughs> night for me. Good times. It was Howie. That's why I said a oh, Backstreet how, Boy. Oh, not just a Backstreet Boy, Howie. I know how, even I know Howie. <laughs> Come on. But Howie like is the lesser back. Yeah, he is he is one AJ McLean was the like the pretty boy, you know, him and uh what is it, Aaron Carter? AJ was the bad boy. AJ was the bad boy. Aaron was the pretty boy. Um or not Aaron. Uh Nick. Nick. Uh yeah. And now one of them is like a QAnon truther or something, of course. Yeah, no. Every boy band like every boy band from the nineties, you have the QAnon guy, you have the uh guy that became a movie star or becomes an actor. You have like the the guy that ended up on with a bad DUI or something. Like yeah, and then there's like the real like Joey Fatone became like rea- he like sh- hosted reality TV. He was in my shit. big fat Greek wedding, and I was really hoping that was going to launch a, like an acting career for him because he was great in that. I know it's funny actually. <laughs> I saw this Geico commercial like a day ago, where they're like, "Isn't something weird supposed to happen now?" And then the door opens, and it's Lance Bass and <laughs> uh, Joey Fatone and Chris. And Lance Vasco's like, hey, you hired us all day. Joey and Chris get no lines. They're just there. And I was like, Whoa. oh, this is so sad. Oh, you resorted to a prop in a commercial. I know. It was, oh. it, I, was, I was sad for them. But you know, it paid the same probably, so. I don't know. Lance oh, got the speaking Lance part. The speaking so they part. were just extras oh. for the oh. day. Because <laughs> I, I, once I was in a commercial where I got upgraded from uh, ex, like featured extra to full cast. 
And that was yeah. a difference of like 750 bucks or whatever. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big, pretty big difference. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked for that. So I'm pretty stoked for what you and Tess have been doing lately with your new Britney stuff. So can you explain to my audience how this kind of unfolded? Because this is, this is pretty wild. Yeah, it's truly like the craziest thing I've ever experienced. And it's just, ugh, it's like, I'm so exhausted by all of it. But um, yeah, so we had Britney's Graham, which was our just comedy podcast where we would talk about Britney Spears Instagram posts. And we started that in like t- late 2017. And yeah, it was literally just us like being idiots. We were like, oh, this is a stupid idea. Let's talk about our Instagram posts because they're like, you know, they're really interesting and kind of out there and stuff. Well, and, I remember um, you were test or t- one of you guys were telling me like, uh, yeah, she's so basic on there that it's funny. Yeah, it was fun because she's so basic and she would just post these memes that were really interesting and they'd be like, let me shop and no one gets hurt. And you're like, but you're Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And so it's so like how Chris Rock of, posts a bunch of memes. That's like the funniest thing on the planet. To yeah, me. you're like one of the biggest stars in the world. and You're just like posting these random memes. And, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes sometimes she would post really cryptic things like she posted this one this I always remember this one. It was like through a brick wall. It was a beach. You could see it through a brick wall, like a hole in a wall. And the caption was, there is always a way out. And we were like, what the, the fuck? fuck? And so so sometimes it would be cryptic stuff like that where we would just be like, ooh, this is dark, whatever. And then like we kind of started, we knew the conservatorship existed, but we didn't like, you know, I don't know. We didn't really like think about it that much. And then, And then we kind of started looking through it through that lens of like, oh, she's in this weird situation where she doesn't have like access to her money and she's kind of in under control. And so we started looking more into it like that. And Tess is like, has done investigative stuff and she's like obsessive. So she just basically started going to this rabbit hole about it. And <laughs> she went to a court hearing for it. And then it like just became this thing where that's what we were talking about on the, the comedy podcast. Um, so it yeah, went from so a comedy we just, podcast to a true crime podcast real it quick. Did. Yeah, it went to a comedy podcast to a true crime podcast over like a about a year, basically. Um, and then we were just, all we were doing was talking about the conservatorship. And then at the same time, all this shit happened with Britney where she canceled her upcoming Vegas residency and then she like disappeared, basically. So we were like, what the fuck is going on? Where is she? And then, and then the news came out that she'd been like checked into a mental health facility and we were like, oh, fuck, like this seems weird. And was it and a 5150? Because people can just do that to someone else. Like you don't. They can't. It wasn't a 5150. It was that I know of, but they can check her into places. We're not sure exactly like who has control over her medical shit because that's kind of like unsure. But yeah, it's hard someone to get those checked records. her in or I, she checked I hope the shout herself medical in. records are secret. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't access those, which is good, obviously. So um yeah, but she'd been checked into a mental health facility and we were and the news report said she'd been there for like a week. And we were kind of like, This seems fishy, she hasn't been around for a while, but whatever. And then we got this voice, we got this voicemail from this paralegal who'd like worked close to her case or worked for a, a company that worked on her case. And he said all this crazy shit. And he was like, she's been there since January. And he just told us all this fucked up shit. And we were like, holy fuck. You know, we freaked the fuck out. And then we were like, we have to put this out there. And we knew it was going to be a big deal. And we called it Free Britney, like the episode. And then it like launched this crazy shit. And then, yeah, that was like two years ago that we got that voicemail. And so since then, we've just been like investigating the whole thing, basically. And now we're working on a new podcast that's like truly an investigative podcast. And that's going to come out uh, pretty soon. So, 
Yeah, that's what's what. And you guys were in the Hulu documentary about. Yeah, so we were in. Yeah, for I mean, Britney Spears um, talking about it, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been wild because just like you know, I'm a fucking comedian. Like I was yeah. like, how the <laughs> and I we didn't like. I just never thought this. We, this is just something I never expected to be a part of my life, and like now we're fully in it. I mean, we read legal documents all day. We analyze like probate code. We're like. I like to think like this this ends with like you rescuing her a la Shawshank Redemption and you're down (laughs) and the three of you down like pop up like in her. Yeah. yeah, And the three of you are just down there in Zuantanejo, Mexico, like sanding a boat together, like getting ready to hit the seas. (laughs) (laughs) It might it might end that way. I have no idea, honestly. But yeah, there's all this stuff going on in court with her. And like, it's just it's a really crazy it's like it's so complicated too and like we're making this investigative podcast and you know it's the most work I've ever done in my entire life it's so much work because you're scripting like the entire thing and all that yeah you're scripting the whole it's like making a tv show you know but you're making a documentary so it all has to be fact-checked and you know you can't just say whatever the fuck you want like you really have to yeah it's not like on this show where I always tell people like oh Mr. Belvedere sat on his balls and so you know (laughs) it's like that no that definitely happened and like you need to get three sources that say (laughs) yeah yeah, so it's kind of crazy because we have to just, it's a shitload of work and I've never done anything like it. And I think it will be good, but it's just, it's been a really grueling process and we've wanted to give up a lot of times and we haven't for reasons that we'll, you know, say on the podcast. But um, yeah, it's been a wild ride and I, I hope it ends up, you know, we found out that it's a much bigger problem than what's happening to her, which is that there's like a shitload of people in these fucked up conservatorships where they're getting drained of all their money and they're getting, you know, uh, exploited so it's a really like when i worked in business I mean, they, man- actually nevada is like a really bad place for it so i can imagine that um yeah when i worked in business management we had uh nichelle nichols i don't know yes. if I, it's like my nda fucking i never actually signed it so i can talk about this stuff um <laughs> she her she like she you know she's from star trek i mean legendary legendary person mm-hmm. like i'm so she's such a sweet person but she's like 87 when she, I mean, she's getting up there and yeah. like she would do a couple conventions a year still, okay, but her right. sons would try and control all her money, and there, but like think because of the way it was in place with the business manager, I was like, dude, you guys don't have like they would call me directly, like no, you don't have access to your mom's money right now, like if she if she needs to call me if this check needs to be cut, like straight up, like. So she was in a, a conservatorship with them, or it was someone? No, else? it wasn't a conservatorship at all. Like that's the thing is she was like lucky, but it's like. Just the fact that, like, once people like get to a certain age or whatever in the business, right? People really start taking advantage of. Ex- no, they do. That's the problem. Is there's like, there's a lot of issues with it because that happens. So sometimes conservatorships are brought in to make sure they don't get taken advantage of, but then they end up getting taken advantage of because they're in that, and then it's just like really fucking crazy. So yeah, it's just it's just sad. It's just all fucking sad. And like, yeah, Mickey Rooney was in one because. People were trying to take all of his money, and so yeah, that you sucks, know, a lot man. of times, like, yeah, a lot of times they are for like older people. But Britney's like a really weird case because she's you know so young and she's yeah, been actively she, working this whole time, and yeah, it's just she's what, like thirty five, thirty. She's thirty six, I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, so or no, no, no. She's sorry. She's thirty seven or thirty eight now. 
um, which I'm sure stands come for me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I've been fact checking, but I don't know her age. <laughs> I've been I'm doing really so bad. much fact checking. Yeah, I'm just, I, I can tell you, I'm really bad at details, like off the top of my head. I have to be looking at it, you know, directly. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's just crazy. It's a, it's a crazy story. And I hope that, you know, we can help her. You know what my favorite Britney fact is? What? And this is so random and weird. Okay. But, uh, her film Crossroads, directed by Tamara Davis. Are you thinking to say the fact that I know? That well, I mean that yes, she's married to Mike D of the BC Boys, but more important, I think Tamara Davis has had one of the best directing careers of the '90s, mm-hmm. doing Billy Madison and fucking uh, CB4. Yes, and she also did. Um... Wait, she did an, another big one. Another, uh, like she did some amazing comedies there in the '90s. It's crazy, like the yeah. Run- she she has like an incredible resume. Half baked. Yeah, half she did half baked. Yeah, no. So she did CB4, Billy Madison, half baked. Like they were all like spread out like three years apart. And and then the next one was like Crossroads with Britney Spears. I was like, what direction are you going in now? <laughs> like <laughs> it's. She, I know, and she did a lot of music videos and stuff too. I think she's had a cool career. We yeah, actually interviewed, yeah. we interviewed her on Lady to Lady. That's once, right, maybe. that's right. I remember T- uh, Tess telling me she was she's like I was at a Beastie Boys house today. I was like, oh shit. No, do we? I mean, like, yeah. I, and you're I, a huge Beastie Boys fan. Huge like, Beastie Boys fan, and we went to fucking Mike D's house in Malibu, and he wasn't there. But uh, I I was like. I was like, I paid for part of this house because, you know, I've just bought so much. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. But like in there, you know, we like recorded it in the fucking room where he records his podcast. And then I went into the guest bathroom and there's just framed photos there of like Ad Rock, his friend. And I was just like, this is so cool. That's it awesome. Fucking, it was fucking really sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's had a, a very in, like random career. But I and I like- think she does. She, she like kind of directs like episodes of TV shows now and stuff. Okay, that's cool. I mean, but like, I felt like, I mean, I don't know how you get to direct, you direct CB4, Billy Madison, Half Baked, and they don't keep bringing you back for big comedies. Like, I know, I know. How do you, like, I mean, those are three cult classics. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and Billy Madison was a major, major box office hit. I think CB4 was number one at the box office for comedy for a couple of weeks, even. Yeah, those but, are three, like, huge hitters. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm not sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe she. I, she she seems like someone who always like knows what she's doing, so maybe she just wanted to take. Breaks yeah. And no. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows. It just I I just feel like I always, I'm always wondering like did she get like screwed over by something because it's just like I mean of course yeah you think she didn't of course she did someone screwed her yeah. like yeah there's I'm sure someone along the way because she her like somehow. I I feel like the I mean not to take anything away from I love Adam McKay but like she should have had that kind of career throughout the 2000s too. Totally. Yeah, you're right. I, let's call her. Let's ask her. Let's why. call her. Hey, why are, why <laughs> why haven't you done the 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 the, the like here here here's here's my idea, okay? Because he he really got like his like serious chop like uh credit for the Big Short. So right. we have her do the Game Stock Stock yes. scandal movie. I'm in. Let's great greenlit. Greenlit. You and I are going to serve as executive producers. Um, who do we get to star in the Game Stocks? It's a I bunch mean, of like it's like a bunch of Reddit bros. Yeah, I was so, like, who's even in that? Uh, who do you get? Who mean, do you get to play a bunch of Reddit? Who do you get to play Fuzzy Nuts? I mean, honestly, it's probably a bunch of like TikTok people we don't know the names of. <laughs> yeah, would probably be starring in it. So <laughs> it, it, it's like all those like, oh, we got to contact this person. Oh, it's a uh, 
like Biggie Smalls sixty nine at hotmail exactly. Yeah, that's let's just email that email and see if they write see, back and they'll be. Let's just see if they write back and they'll be in the movie. You know, uh, when Cornell was on the show, I was joking with him how like I'm a huge Eric Roberts fan and how much I love Eric Roberts. And oh, he, my, oh my god, I have a great story about him. Okay, go ahead. But then I was like, you know, fuck it, I want to try and get him on the show, and I emailed like Eric Roberts at gmail dot com, Eric dot Robert, like all I, like all the different combinations. I just I was like, hey, hopefully this. And I was like, if you're not the Eric Roberts from Pope of Greenwich Village and Star Eighty, I'm sorry. <laughs> no response. No response on it at all. But I thought it was a funny idea. Like I, I was hoping I'd get a random response from a random guy named Eric Roberts and be like, hey, do you still want to do my show? <laughs> I love Eric Roberts. I always think about him in Cable Guy. Oh yeah, playing like so, the made-for-TV movie version of the mur- the murder truck. Of yes. the murders, so good. But I have a friend who our old producer of Lady to Lady made a short film and cast him in it. Oh, and I'm gonna, wow. I always kind of fuck this up, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He said that Eric has this thing where whenever you say action, he goes, and then he does. So like he'll like he said one time they were in a totally different room and, and David David could only hear him on the thing and he goes action he just hears in his mic and then Eric oh my god I'm just picturing like some of like the like the more serious movies he's done over the years like like Star eighty for example where it's like he plays right. this like abusive husband turned murderer of his ex wife like like just like. Like they're about to do this gritty scene of him about to fuck a corpse, and it's just like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it's a uh, one of my favorite like Hollywood stories, and I I'm not doing it's not that noise. It's something like burr, 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 or it's some weird. <laughs> it's I like can't Bob, the it's exact... like Bob Odenkirk in that Mister Show sketch where he's doing Which the. One? Where he's like walking around, pretend, like doing the like, it's like it's the uh, Amadeus parody where he's like, oh the, yeah, where he's like the John Philip uh, Sousa or whatever. John Philip Sousa, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly he made he every time he would have to do this weird noise. So there's a good Eric Roberts like inside. Oh man, that that's some, the scene. That's some James Lipton level inside the actor's <laughs> studio shit. Can you imagine, like Eric? What do you? What do you do to get ready for a gripping scene? It would scene? be, if that's a question, what is your favorite sound? And that's, yeah. I think, what it oh. would be. <laughs> Have you ever seen King of the Gypsies? No, I feel like I've only seen, a, like, one or two Eric Roberts. It's his first movie from, like, the late 70s. Oh, really? And it's got, like, the guy who played the police captain from The Godfather, the guy that played Frank Pantangeli from Godfather Part Two, Judd Hirsch, Susan Sarandon, Youngbrook Shields, um it's got a bunch of people in it but it's like based on this guy's like autobiography who's part of this like roma community that like lived in like the new york like tri-state area and they kind of like went around and like susan sarandon plays his mom and it's it's pretty good actually oh interesting yeah i think they're like the same age imdb and he's like literally in 20 movies this year he's working a lot he I've heard he basically just does not turn anything down. That I I love that. 
I love just like, let's go for it. And he's always in the, yeah, just like shitty cable movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're always enjoyable, you know? Yeah, if you get a good E-Rob performance, you, you're not like... Uh... <laughs> 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 like he, uh, he's one of my all-time, all like favorite actors. Like, I, 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 I'm getting bummed out right now because I'm thinking about Charles Grodin, who's also one of my all-time favorite actors who passes. And I was just like two weeks ago, Andy Jewett was on the show we spent like 15, 20 minutes talking about how much we love Grodin. And so now I'm thinking like, am I going to curse Eric Roberts? Oh man, <laughs> we better not have cursed Eric Roberts right now. God damn it. I can't stand for His that. daughter, Emma Roberts, once almost ran me over when I was walking down Fairfax. and She like basically blew through a red light. I mean, it was like she was making the right turn. Like, I get it. Like, it was, maybe oh I was dawdling God. a little. God, if you're listening, look at his his IMDb page is insane. I cannot believe how many titles there are on this. This is yeah. How, how how many? Just what like go to like the the total number. What does it say for I, acting credit? Like does that I mean, I can't even count it. Like does it usually have at the top though? Like oh, wait, the, does it say? Oh yeah, you're right. Let me see. Let me see. Oh my god, this is crazy. I have to scroll so long to get to all of them. Six hundred and twenty-one credits. Oh my god. <laughs> Like this is a busy man. Think about that. Okay, so he's been working steadily for about forty years now. Yeah. So he's doing at least fifteen projects a year. So there's months where he's doing like two, three projects a month. That's insane. That's insane. That's amazing. Good for him. He needs needs like a documentary. I want one month with Eric Roberts, just like following him around. Oh god, that'd be so good. (laughs) Have you ever seen the? um, that Rosanna Arquette documentary, Searching for Deborah Winger. No. It's really good. I think you would love it. It's about, like, basically how actresses get kicked to the curb at a certain age. Okay, yeah. And I've heard of it. And it's it's really, really good. I mean, Rosanna Arquette does it, and she gets all these, like, Shirley MacLaine, like, just heavy hitters are all talking mm. about their careers. It's, it's really, really interesting. So, But I would like to see it like that, like, Searching for Eric Roberts. And it's like, what happened to these, like, like, cause like I was just talking to a coworker about this today. Like they don't make like mid-level move budget movies anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, cause the ones he's in are all just like low budget, like random cable shit. You're never going to see, but they used to make like good. Like you ever seen Pope of Greenwich village with him and Mickey Rourke? No. Oh, it's a great like eighties, like gangster type movie. Kind of like they're two like young punks. I'm like, Mickey Rourke's uncle is like some local wise guy and they're running errands for him kind of, but like, but Eric Roberts is like a total fuck up character and it's all shot around like little Italy and shit. Like it's really, really great. It's yeah, you're right. There aren't really like movies like, okay, sorry. I'm like, can I just read you a few of his 2021 titles? Yeah. That he's, Oh been? yeah. Okay. okay. We've got Sally Floss, digital detective. Oh yes. <laughs> um, the Rideshare Killer, <laughs> Alien Vampire Busters. Okay, I love any, ta- any, I love cross genre stuff. I gotta say, the Tasmanian Devil, Mommy's Deadly Con Artist. These are all from 2021. Oh man, how many of these have come out already, or how many of these are like they, these have all come out? Oh shit, heavy duty, heavy duty lovers. I mean, these are probably all like day rolls or whatever. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I love it. Oh man, Eric Roberts. We here at the Luxops podcast salute you, <laughs> Eric Roberts. 
You are something else. You know what I'm planning on doing this weekend? I, was, I just had Van Huysen on. I was telling him about it, but I just saw signs in my neighborhood for the Reptile Expo at a local casino this weekend. Oh, fuck yes. And your boy's fully vaxxed. And I'm trying to think of uh, funny like questions to ask reptile people. So like, well, I'm definitely going to ask them, are there snakes vaxxed? Do they believe- Are there snakes vaxxed? I feel like I'm I'm getting like a reptile and reps joke. So you could be like, hey, who are your reps? And just see what they <laughs> Who reps your reps? Yeah, who, yeah do your reps have reps? <laughs> <laughs> I think just referring to them as reps the whole time would be really that's a, that's a, that's a good choice. That's an interesting <laughs> choice to make. I like that. I like where your head's at here. Uh, I do want to ask them if they think uh, reptiles deserve universal health care. Oh, <laughs> have yeah. a right to that's... universal health care. Like I think. Yeah, what rights do reptiles have? Because I think reptile owners, I think I'm going to run into a cross-section of QAnon to, like, the opposite of that. Like, there's going to be I a agree, wide yeah. spectrum of weirdos. They're all going to be weirdos. Totally. But, they're all, but yeah, they're all going to be their own distinctive weirdos. Because I think I like to think there's gonna, it's going to be a bunch of those dudes from, like, Venice Beach that walk around with a big snake. <laughs> I mean, totally. The guy with the fucking the Britney snake from the Slave for You performance. He's probably the star, you know. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that for coming up. But you know what I'm looking forward to more than anything? The next time I do karaoke. Oh my god, me too. Where do you want What's... to do it at? Well, there's only I only really go to Bigfoot Lodge here to do it. So that, do you ever go I to guess... Prime Time? Oh my God! Oh, I think I've been there with you. Oh yeah, yeah. prime time. Oh boy, prime, How's prime time. Doing so I used to live a couple of blocks from there, and I would, I got to the point where like I was cool with the the people that ran the carry because like Friday, Saturday nights, I'd be out drinking other places. I'd always make sure I got home like by by one thirty, and I'd sneak over there and do one song right before last call. It was great. That's the oh prime time. What a disgusting place. I loved it, but man, oh it's it nasty. is it is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've definitely had some horrible experiences with smells in that bar. But yeah. one of my most favorite decorated, because it's the weirdest, right behind the karaoke stage, there's just that picture of naked John Lennon and Yoko Ono, like, spooning <laughs> each other. <laughs> like, it's just no sense to the, any of the decorations. It's so funny. You know what's funny is, for a while, it was one of the only places in town that had the Pac-12 network. So if I wanted to watch a UCLA oh, game, so if I wanted to yeah. watch for college basketball, if I wanted to watch my UCLA Bruins, it was like one of five bars in all of the city that basically had this stupid channel in the early so days. So what of, was it like when there wasn't karaoke? I mean, I guess it's just a tiny little dive bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just a bunch of sad dudes that hit on the Filipino ladies that run it. Like, Yeah, you know, yeah. That seemed like the basic vibe. And they always this, gave me yeah, freebies because I wasn't one of the creeps there. So it was like, I liked going there. I mean, I would try to go because Sauce was right. was like... It was, yeah. you know, somewhat close to saw. It also prime times in the middle of nowhere. It's like nothing's near next to it. But um, we would go there sometimes on, on Fridays. And what's cool about prime time? It's one of the few bars in LA that has its own like private parking lot in the back. Right, right. And so, I mean, you shouldn't be drinking and driving, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening to this. Okay. Um. So yeah, what's Vegas like? Like, what's the like? What's open? Is everything open now? Or like, what's I think going June on? Uh, right now? I think right now everything's open. But I think June first, it's like everything open, no restrictions. Oh wow! I think or June fifteenth, maybe. No masks inside or anything, or like what's after I think June first? So. Like I went to the casino. I've been to the casino a couple of times the last couple of weeks because I went to uh, the sports book for the Kentucky Derby and for the Preakness. Oh, nice! And uh, like 
it's hilarious because there's so many people just not giving a shit about like everybody's got their mask around their chin just like of course and it's like you can still smoke in there like you're gonna tell the old lady chain smoking at the slot machine to put her mask on over yeah like she she barely has two seconds between cigarettes to put it on yeah like (laughs) yeah i'm i'm excited to go back to vegas for sure that'll be fun when when that happens how many times did you see the magic mike show here I think I have seen it five times. <laughs> Honestly, I was telling Jen right before we started, I was like, I want to say Barbara went to that shit like five times. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> it, it's either been five or six, which indicates how much fun I've Do had. Do they hang dong in that? Because I want to, I think. Do they hang? No. I think a fucking dong hanging review here in Vegas would crush. No, okay. You don't know what Magic Mike is then. Okay. Because it's I'm thinking not like the Thunder dong. from Down Under then. I want to see, like, yeah. Where they, don't they show Dong in that one? I don't think it's fully naked. Because I feel like that's, I, 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 I feel like there's a problem without, like, man, man, male strip clubs. It's just a dude in a G string running around. You right. go to, a, a, like, a, a girls' dancing strip club and they're showing their kidneys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is, I think the difference is ladies don't necessarily want to see the dong. It's not about the okay. Dong, it's not about the dong. Yeah, but ba- that's what's so great about Magic Mike is it's like not about that at all. They they take everything about like a normal strip club and turn it on its head, and it's more about like I don't even know how to explain it. But they all literally take like feminism one one before they even fucking do the show, and it's it's just about an experience for women where they like feel good, and it's this whole fucking thing. So that's cool. I, you know, yeah, it's changed. That. It's changed venues since um it was at Hard Rock, and now I think it's somewhere else now. So it'll be at a new venue when I go next time. I, but uh, I like the uh, um, have you ever seen Summer School? Mark Harmon, and Kirstie Alley, no. like old school eighties movie. Oh, it's classic. Like uh, you know, Mark Harmon plays like the PE teacher that gets roped into teaching English summer school at this high school, and, and so wait, uh, who's Mark Harmon? What is, is this the guy from like? I'm thinking the guy from like the unwrapped. That's not <laughs> No, he's the guy from like Navy NCIS or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And he's been acting forever, but he's it's a classic like eighties like slacker comedy. And like I met one of the guys from it at a at a Rafa's show once and it was so random. Oh my god. I was like, course. dude, the, the the guy's Dave and Chainsaw. I was like, wait, that that guy that's Dave from fucking summer school. Oh shit. And like what do you say when you wreck it and talk to him? He was nice. He's like, oh, you guys are funny and stuff, you know. Like, like oh, did you say you recognize him? Oh yeah, like, uh, cause like my buddy Joel was in town doing a show. He was a Humboldt comic. Yeah. And he was on the show too, and so he knew him, and he came out to see him. So I knew he was gonna be there. I think I want to say before. Oh, okay. So I was okay. like, oh fuck yeah, I'm eating fucking, I'm eating the dude from summer school tonight. But uh, there's a scene where it's like he's like the sleazy guy hanging out at like Chippendales trying to hit on the ladies. <laughs> like, I, always, I was like even like when i first saw that like nine years old i'm like dude never be that guy <laughs> never be that so you should i mean i would recommend magic mike live for, for guys too but watch magic mike too have you ever seen that movie i don't think i've seen the second one i've seen the first one i liked it okay so watch the second movie because it's very different from the first one but it's just like i can't even explain it's pure joy and just like guys being friends and like it's not creepy and it's just this it kind of embodies what i think the live show is trying to do too which is like something you're not really expecting it's also in my favorite genre of movie of beginning of the movie matthew mcconaughey teaching men how to be men oh of course you need that (laughs) element yeah 
I can only think of that Wolf of Wall Street. Now there's a few other, <laughs> like uh, I love the the McConaughey like cameo kind of stuff where he just comes totally. in and over McConaughey's. You know, I can't wait to do stand up <laughs> again because like the last like last time I was doing like last few times I did stand up, I had a really good McConaughey joke that I was just developing, and then it was like ah, and everything went to shit kind of thing. It was like uh, how I I realized like. I was watching Dallas Buyers Club, and I realized it's the saddest sequel ever to Days and Confused. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's his amazing. his reckless barebacking of redheads over the years really did him in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like oh, you know what I like them redheads. They're no T cell counter. I forget. <laughs> I forget how I. That's gonna be your new your opener. When that's we gonna back. be my new. That's gonna be the first joke I do when I That'll next time I do live stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't like I've gone to a couple of shows here in Vegas. I haven't really performed here, but uh, there's some pretty cool venues here. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I kind of heard it's like a random stand up scene. I'm getting, of course. Yeah, but like there's some like I think there's a lot of potential because a lot of these bars have like fucking full on banquet halls in the back. Right. Right. And like there's like so many rooms like. The, but I went to this one place called The Nerd, and it's basically like a fucking like six lane, eight lane bowling alley. But like it's like all, but it's like a like a fucking like almost like a Dungeons and Dragons theme bar in a way. Oh, that's cool. But there's like a little mini bowling alley in there, and it's like a comic book shop to one side. It's like if Nerd Melt had a badass bar. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a perfect place for a show. Yeah, and then in the back there was a huge showroom in there. Well, you could probably seat like 150, 200 people. Oh, damn. But you could put 50 people in there. It's still a cool show. It was a cool, right. it had a cool setup, like the way, it was, like, and, uh, but like. But it's like, how in Vegas, how do you get people to, sh- I don't even know, like, how it would work. I think, I mean, I think what most of these shows here do is like, they have like people barking downtown. Like, a lot of these shows downtown. Right. Yeah. You try and bark and like, yeah, we're going to start at midnight or whatever. But there's so many clubs and a lot of the casinos on the strip, too. You have like the, the comedy seller has their, club here there's a i think there's a laugh factory here there's the jimmy kimmel club there's Mm. so a lot of casinos have clubs it's kind of weird yeah i don't i kind of like just podcasting living out here it's a lot of fun i don't know yeah (laughs) i don't have to go anywhere really i go places that are fun and then i and you know what i think i forgot to uh oh no did you forget to record no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to record. Oh, shit. No, because uh, I've been doing, uh, I, like, the whole point of me doing the show, the original idea is just going to go around, like, interviewing, like, reviewing local bars and interviewing, like, local merchants and people and stuff like that. But then it was just, like, with COVID, I was like, oh, fuck, I'll just, talk to, I'll just talk to my friends. And then it was like, wait, this is way more fun than going around doing all that work. <laughs> like, oh, man, yeah, that's a lot. But that's a fun idea. When we get out of this, you should give it a shot. Yeah. Maybe that could be an episode every once in a while. But, like, uh, no, so I went, uh, I did go to a new lounge, even though I'm not drinking right now because of my uh, medical condition. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, straight out of 1974, Oh, cool. Like, it was bad. It, it almost, re- actually, it was almost more like, six, I want to say like late 60s. It reminded me of a place that, like, that Don Draper and Roger Sterling and Madman would drink at. Like, what is it called? It's it's just the lounge, like the center lounge at uh, the Red Rock Casino. But oh, I hadn't really nice. hung out there. And I, I gotta say, I'm impressed. Like, I, I that, those couches are comfy. I can, I can hang out there for a while. I can post up. 
Are you looking up the Red Rock Casino right now? I am. I like I like that the yeah sixty seventies like decor is coming back hard. Yeah, yeah. Up. I'm a big fan of that because you know I'm trying to sell people something. <laughs> <laughs> An experience. They yeah, wanna, that's cool. They want to they want to feel wanted. <laughs> they want to thrive in lust. I tried to rewatch Mad Men and I just was like, I, I can't do it again. I've watched Sopranos like five times during pandemic. I've never seen it. I can't make it through like the first two episodes. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was just I just restarted it actually, and like I feel like it hits its stride big time season two. Because Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that takes a second. Uh season one, they just didn't know how long it was gonna last. When it became a big hit, they were like, "Okay, we're here for a while," and they got really comfortable, and they were able to get it. Like, I don't, but also, season two introduces Aida Taturo's character, and she's fucking amazing as Tony's sister. Like, oh really? Yeah, like Janice is one of the greatest like villains in TV history, as just the fucking conni- the the worst human. And but like, you, you everybody knows someone like her. Everybody's had an aunt like her or someone. You know, like she's just. She's just, oh, God, it's, she's so great in it. And, like, she's John Turturro's, Nick Turturro's cousin. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. I can see how that, yeah, great acting genes. Yeah. I think Nick Turturro's way underrated. He's. I don't know who the fuck that is. How are these random actors? I don't know their names. Nick Nicholas Turturro, the dude from, uh, oh, man, you would know Nicholas. He's John Turturro's brother. He's in a bunch of well, stuff. Well, that, that's all you're giving me. I do not recognize this man's face. You know, he's in uh, the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, uh, he was in uh, the Made for Eddie's... Okay, this is not a well-known actor. Nicholas, true. He's a... Oh, no. you know what? Because like, I think he's uh, he's got his hilarious little Twitter videos. I don't know where he like talks about the Yankees and he screams at people. They're pretty funny. Okay, but yeah, that's like I realize that's like more on sports Twitter. Right. No, so I, you're not, you're I not in on sports did not know basketball was still being played. That's how far yeah. removed I am from, from yeah, what's happening. The playoffs just started. In the, I think the play basketball playoffs go for like two months, three months. Like they go forever. I was like, and I know they kind of did them again quickly because, but I was like, what playoffs? I and know. your Utah Jazz are the number one seed in the West. Oh, that's cool. They are. Now I keep meaning to get back into it because I know they're doing well, but I just, it's so time consuming. They're pretty good, even though Rudy Gobert is kind of a douche. But I, I think he's redeemed himself after last year. He was the guy that like did that press conference in the early days of COVID and was like touching everything. And oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he, he got co- he immediately yeah. got COVID and was like, "You dumb man." Dumb it'd be great man. if everything was that swift. When someone is a dick about something and then that happens to them specifically, like, these happen every time. Oh, yeah. that would be. Who Who would you want right now more than anybody to get a big heaping of shit pie? I, I can't say it on, on, uh, in on public. The okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be but let me just it. say, someone, someone basically, I got fucked over really hardcore in the industry. Someone stole something, and I would like them to get a lot of shit. All right. All right. Yeah, I can get behind that. Fucking my, Michael Chase stole one of my jokes for on Twitter for a weekend update. What, so Really? Yeah. The one time I have a viral tweet, they fucking... <laughs> they they and it's like, and I had like a ton of people I don't even know, like replying to me in the next day on it or whatever going, yeah. they totally did this joke on SNL. I saw it here first. It's like, hey, glad some people, you know, I mean, I guess that's all they could do. It would have been nice if they just been like, hey, dude, here's 50 bucks. I know. Just give us fucking $50. Like, give me a break. Like, I, I, Michael, 
Mr. Hampton's calling you. Mr. Scarlett Johansson can definitely afford to send me <laughs> 50 beans for a fucking stupid joke they do at their stupid little table. I know, but then they would have to like open it up into admitting that they do that, and then yeah, it'd be a whole thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. Barbara, you're always a good voice of reason. Uh, back, 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 back to karaoke real quick. I wanted to, for people listening, here's one of my favorite karaoke. You want to be the funniest person at karaoke, here's a funny thing to do. Okay. Pick songs that have rock and roll that, that, that they say rock and roll repeatedly. And so I, I like, you know, like ACDC, Long Way to the Top, if you want to rock and roll. Like Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo by Rick Derringer is a good one, you know. But, um, uh, like, I, uh, you know, any song that says rock and roll in it, there's a lot of them out there. Okay? Yeah. But then you change the words rock and roll to glory hole. Oh, my God. Like, for example, Bob Seeger, just some of that old time of glory hole. <laughs> Fucking and sucking just soothes the soul. Oh, so you're not just saying you don't just change it to glory hole. I mean, no, you can saying. take some liberties, you know, if you can work in the fucking and sucking and the all the through the wall fuck like any kind of through the wall penetration you can get going. Right. If you can work those lyrics around a reference, if you're if you can weird out these things, absolutely go for it. But you could just my... do the glory hole and it'll work almost every time. Right. My, um, when I, I have a Christmas tradition with a few friends where we watch Dirty Christmas Carols, and there's one that goes, uh, Stroke of my, suck of my, lick of my cock. It's the first time for you, so here's what you do. And it's like the most disgusting lyrics I've ever heard in my life. And every year we listen to it, and then we go on the guy's Facebook page that made it, and we write the lyric. And he just has like a regular Facebook page with his family. And we write his family photo, like the lyrics. Great. It's a great time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta get into these dirty Christmas girls. Uh, it's so fun. It's and my favorite part is that he goes so long. He goes suck my lick my suck my. Yeah, that's a great a great tradition. Um, my favorite karaoke thing to do is I just will do the like hardcore like scream like kind of get like hardcore punk scream in a song that you know like a spice girl song or something like that <laughs> that can be fun yeah you know like uh kind of do some just be like if you want to be my lover or something just kind of <laughs> do it all dan do you have you like do you like mashups at all i mean i don't like sit around listening to them i i <laughs> when i worked at 7-eleven we used to listen to mashups the, like the radio station the rock oh, like, right that's what they have they had a ma- like friday night mashups and so but i discovered this youtube page where there's some hilarious ones like uh there's one that's uh gwen stefani ain't no ain't no hollow back girl with bg staying alive and that oh one, my god and it's like it makes that song a lot better there, there's a really good one of uh dio a holy diver but to this beat of uh Alan Parsons projects. I wouldn't want to be like you. And like, <laughs> it turns Dio into like basically like a funk song. It's hilarious. It's Ooh, hilarious. that sounds great. But uh, my favorite, one of my favorites right now is actually the Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Their mm-hmm. lyrics set to the Ghostbusters music. Oh, that's a really good one. And I was thinking like, that's a fun, that could be a fun karaoke thing to do though. Hey, oh, go yeah, up and put the Ghostbusters song on. And then you do the other th- lyrics and people are like, oh fuck, this blew my mind. 
I have seen people do that with other songs. I can't remember what, but yeah, that's a really good idea. So, but I mean, you got to you got to know the words. You can't just be half-assing it. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to see that. But. Dio, I I like. I don't know a ton of Dio, but I started trying to listen to him lately because I got back into Tenacious D, and man, his voice is just so fucking good. I love his yeah. voice. Holy diver. Yeah, just. Oh, I'll I'll send you good. that. I'll send you that the Alan Parsons Project one because like that one. Yeah, is, I want to hear that. It, that slaps, man. It's like whoa, shit. It's like. It almost makes this even better. Like, yeah, I'm so like jealous people can do that because I'm like, I love DJing dance parties and shit, but I can only like press play on a song. I wish yeah. I knew how to like overlap them like that. I guess the main thing is music theory. So you like, especially like if you got GarageBand or whatever, run like the MP3s through there and look at the beats per minute on them. Oh, and then okay. like, and then like, right, you can match up anything that match the beats per minute. It should work like in th- like in theory. I mean, I'm not going to. That's too much work. <laughs> I guess that's how it's done, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know how I'm never going to do it because I won't ever do it. But. I, if I would like a listener to send me a mashup, if you're listening to this and you can, you're capable, of, like, do a mashup and, like, I don't know, like, surprise me with something. You know, oh, one of my favorites. You got to give them what? You got to give them, like, one of the songs, though. One of the best hear. I've ever heard is a Slayer Angel of Death, the lyrics of that. To yakety sax. Oh my god! <laughs> like it makes it so funny. It's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. If if you're listening to this, Google Slayer Benny Hill song, and it will blow your mind. I, I it is so fucking funny. Um, all right, Barbara, I think we're out of time here. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, when does this Bri- this new Britney Spears show start? It'll come out in the summer, in July sometime. Okay. So we're still, we'll, we'll get the release date soon. But yeah, it's called Toxic, the Britney Spears story. So go subscribe right now. The trailer's up. The trailer's like dope. And, and yeah, check out check Lady out. to Lady, of course. Mm-hmm. And then they can follow you on Twitter at... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Babs Gray on Twitter. Babs Gray. Yeah, follow me. I'm Follow me on fucking Instagram because I'm like so close. I'm like 500 away from 10,000. And I want to get there so badly because... Once you get to 10,000 followers, you can do swipe up in your Instagram stories. And oh. I want to bring Rick Rolling back really bad. And that's the only way I can do it. So follow me on Instagram. Follow Barbara on Instagram. Uh, I did you followed you from the I, I saw you tweet about that. I immediately followed you from my show account. I was like, oh, I don't know. Thank if I'm you. Following I saw that. that. See, you're a good friend. That's yeah. That's well, you know, like do. that's like I'm not an asshole. And when I see, you know, like I, I don't get the people that like don't follow their friends back. Oh, I anybody who pays attention to like their ratio of follow that's so fucking stupid. You that's are yes, you are a time. dingleberry supreme if you care about that. <laughs> yeah, I will follow I don't care. If it, if you're my friend, if you have a project, whatever, I'll follow you. It does not yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a common courtesy. I don't know why people don't do that stuff. But uh yeah, and you can also follow this show. At Luxops Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hopefully, I'll be getting some good picks this weekend from the Reptile Expo. That'll be yeah. going up there and uh, seeing a bunch of freak shows. And I will be trying to, you know, hopefully they don't bust my balls too hard about me trying to sneak a mic in there with my little recording rig and trying to. I watch feel like Mike. Yeah, I think you'll be able to pull it off. Yeah, I, I should be fine. This particular casino where it's at. No, no, no. It's, a, it's one of their sister casinos, part of the same chain. But me and my uh, buddy went there once and. It was like afternoon. I was watch, watching college football, and uh, they had a like they have like a whole like live interactive blackjack uh, roulette craps and baccarat like digital kiosk area. 
So it's oh, like, cool. like, so if a few of us went, we could all sit at a different thing. We could all be playing together, but all be playing different games even. So it's, it's really fun. That's fun. Damn. And the blackjack's only three bucks a hand. So it's, it's cheaper than the tables. And it's a live dealer. It's a ton of fun. But they had a fucking guy doing crowd work to him. I shit you no! not. <laughs> like, dude, get the fuck out of here. I will kill you. I'm a comic. I will fucking kill you over this shit. You fucking bring me bad juju at a blackjack table, you motherfucker. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So if you want to uh, fund, fund my adventures at casinos, go to my Patreon and uh, subscribe. Uh, Patreon.com at LuxOpsPod for five bucks a month. You get all kinds of bonus content like my JFK assassination breakdown and uh, all kinds <laughs> All kinds of drunken roundtables with my friend, other comics, and all kinds of bonus content. So go over there, check that out. Uh, it's 16 cents a day. It's basically like buy me one beer at a bar a month. I think if you guys like the show, you would do that. If you, if I was there, just buy me the beer on the Patreon. I think that's a cool way of doing it. That's totally fair. Yeah. And life's got to be If you can't afford that, I totally understand. Times are tough right now. So go over and hit five stars wherever you're listening. You know, leave a little review. That always helps. Or... If your thumbs were lost in an industrial accident and you can't do that, go ahead and just tell someone. And if your vocal cords were ripped out in a fucking karaoke accident, then, I don't know, tattoo it on your forehead. I got nothing after that. Thank you, Barbara, for joining me so much. And thank you all for listening. And I'll be back next week with my friends David Borey and Ed Greer. You guys rock, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.